Hey, welcome to the Spark of Madness. Uh, I'm Matt. This is Ben. This is Aaron over hey, here. Hey, that is me. Uh, we're back after uh, a week hiatus. Uh, ben uh, had a conflict last week, so we're catching up. We're going to review a handful of movies, actually. He had to get um, the 12-piece chicken, creep. <laughs> <laughs> really one movie that we're reviewing. Yeah, pretty right, much one. Yeah, I, I, I guess I'd be curious to hear about some of the, especially, I watched the so basically, we're doing RoboCop, if it's not obvious. Yeah. Um, RoboCop, um, which I know, Aaron, you've pushed for for a little while. A and little Ben backed it up quite a bit. Um, so uh, what I want to do is, is start with start with the original. I'd love for you guys to fill me in on what happened in the sequels and then kind of tie it together with the new one. And then we can talk a little bit more about it at a high level. The way, um, it, the way to look at this is very important. What you got to know is mm -hmm. there's one movie and then there's... A few vignettes from the others that are worth talking about. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I can't. I mean, we'll get into it, but I can't imagine they recapture the same no. kind of satirical tone from the first one and the other. Like, I don't know how you could. The second one they kind of do, but the it's, second one it's tries, more, as does the more, remake. The second one they do, it's more mean. Yeah, and then it's the remake does a more modern take on it, and it's it's relevant, yeah. but it's not that great. It's the second one. Yeah. The second one's actually more goofy. Yeah. It feels more goofy. This one has more, more, like, they balance the seriousness. And this one's like, is this a really nice layered cake? Mm. You know? It's, well, and it's, it's a good movie. It's a complete movie. Yeah, yeah. it's real. And I'm really looking forward because we do these in, uh, we, it's record not these, we record these in advance and I've been putting in clips. I can't wait to source <laughs> all the clips for this one. Um, in case you haven't seen RoboCop, I, I want to run through the like three sentence uh, Google description just so you're kind of In case you haven't seen it, what it, are you doing? In a violent near apocalyptic Detroit, evil corporation Omni Consumer Products wins a contract with the city government to privatize the police force. To test their crime eradicating cyborgs, the company leads street cop Alex Murphy, played by Peter Weller, into an armed confrontation with crime lord Boddicker, Kurtwood Smith, so they so they can use his body to support their untested RoboCop prototype. But when the per RoboCop learns of the company's nefarious plans, he turns on his masters. This is from 1987 mm -hmm. and directed by Paul Verhoeven. 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 Who did uh, Starship uh, Hollow Man. Uh, which yeah. we did a couple yeah we're gonna mm -hmm. do star trek troopers next week right yeah i think that's what we talked about yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. looking forward to it. so so robocop 1987 similarities in it oh yeah what uh for you guys because i'm gonna i've seen i i've seen like the compilation of scenes before now but this was my first go all the way through from start wow. to finish consistently so uh but how do you guys regard robocop i guess so, in general so for me there's out of all the, and I've seen all the RoboCops, to me, there is like four, four or five different phases. And I've seen it more than four or five times. Before four, four or five different phases in my life where I've seen these. And as I've seen them, I, I look upon it differently. And as an adult, I realize how amazing this movie is. Mm -hmm. uh, early on, you're like, oh, it's this graphic is kind of cool, you know. You know, like that's kind of goofy. That stuff that comes in the commercials and he stuff. He shot that guy's like, crotch. So, and even the second one too, you know. Um, and then you realize, okay, this is this is not a kids movie. It's not a kids movie. Nope. They try to market it as kids movies, but it's it's super. Smart. <laughs> it's super. Like it takes itself seriously. 
For the most part, good. yes. I mean, there's there's a little little bit of humor here and there, but it's not at the expense of the narrative. No, it's not tongue in cheek. Yeah, it's part of the narrative. There aren't too many camera winks that I can recall. I, the second I, I, one is more tongue in cheek. Yeah, yeah, it is. I ended up kind of in my head. Uh, Finding similar, mostly from the tone standpoint, which I think gets to what you're talking about, Ben, having some of the same kind of uh, uh, angles as like V for Vendetta. Like it's taking it very seriously, even if it's presented kind of as, you know, maybe kids love because it's superhero. Look, he's a he's throwing knives or whatever. Mm -hmm. But there's like a there's like a pretty serious core behind it, uh, which which Robocop obviously uh, uses at times through humor or other things with those commercials. I love the uh, the Nukem <laughs> yeah, the Nukem. board game. It's in a battleship, it's Nukem. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I thought those like little cutaways were really good. To I'll of... buy that for a dollar. <laughs> that, an that, enduring a catchphrase. Character. A friend of mine uh, who I work, worked for always said that. Yeah, my, my dad says it too. I'll buy that for a dollar. <laughs> he said it to me as early as like three days ago. So it's an enduring line. It is good. And as, as Ben has gotten to, uh, uh, Matt, to put it simply, Robocop is like ogres. And ogres have layers. <laughs> and layers. Yeah. It, it has many angles to approach it from. And there's, it's, I always feel stupid saying it has something for everyone, but it, it kind of really does. Well, let's kind of peel the onion, I guess, okay. just just to kind of hit some of those those things we're talking about for especially for people who haven't seen the movie. But like, let's start on the surface and just like the general idea of this guy gets even from a, a plot standpoint, and then what happens in his cool suit or whatever. So he gets blown up trying to track down Red Foreman from that 70s show. Can you fly, and, uh, Bobby? <laughs> he's also, he, yeah, yeah, he's also, he's also the, the, the president. Uh, Alien president in Star Trek Six too, so but we'll, we'll continue. Oh yeah, I got some like heavy like Bill Hader vibe from him <laughs> in this movie. Like I felt like it was Bill Hader. If you did one of those like face swap things, yeah. if you, like, he or was did Bill it. Hader anyway, give us Red Foreman vibe? He played a good. He played a good villain. Maybe. You know, it's funny that you say that, Matt. When you watch like so, I watched that before that '70s show, uh -huh. and I never associated that guy with that '70s show until I watched that '70s show. So, right, but yeah. he played a good villain, but now, like, because of this, he's tainted because because of that '70s show. So yeah. sad. Which is funny. He he does a pretty good job. So he runs kind of like a crime uh, syndicate syndicate within this dystopian. I'd say type he does more than just pretty good. I say he's very good. He's believable in that he's not too much of a mustache twirler, but he's clearly insane and will do whatever it takes. Because mm -hmm. he's he well, he's not portrayed too over the top, but he still pushes the envelope. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, and it and the way he per, he performs it, not to jump ahead, it it kind of sets up like he does a good job of like he's not just a um, chaotic criminal mastermind. He is the type of person, and it's evidence up until like in the scenes preceding when we reveal that he's in he's kind of in cahoots with yeah. uh, the corporation, and so he has that like level of strategy, I guess, to think of think through it that way, but. So Peter Weller, uh, I'm just going to start with the scene where he's tracking them down, um, mm -hmm. and he gets blown up. I um, think that's putting it lightly. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do. I, I think I watched the director's cut of that. There's scene. a little more gore in the in the director's yeah, cut. Did yeah. the show shoot off his hand in that in the in the uh, the regular cut? 
I forget the differences. All I know is that it was cut to get to not get an X rating. It was oh. pr- pretty gory. The, I saw, the directors. I, I think I saw the one you watched or you're referring to Ben, where it's, yeah. he blows off his hand and stuff. Man, I think brutal. that's in the original too. I don't, I don't remember because they are, they said they they wanted to salvage his hand. He goes, "Oh, get rid of it." No matter which cut you watch, it's brutal. It's yeah. it's it, hard it's, to watch. There's like a lot of. Um, I wouldn't say bot necessarily body horror, but like there's a lot of like slowly disintegrating body parts that like get shot off or it the worst hold one the is the guy getting crashed into the toxic waste. Oh, that one's tame yeah. by comparison to getting your hand blown off. <laughs> yeah. It's it's almost comical. It's like it's hard for me to take that seriously. But it still works in the context. Yeah. I mean it sets up very much the reason why they need to like it's presenting a world where you would need this type of technology, like where you can get on board with it, mm-hmm. um, where you can get on board with even the, the what is it, the ED-209? Well, I would never be on board with the ED-209s. They are clearly defective. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Can't even walk downstairs. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah that, that is funny. That, <laughs> that is was, so good. I, yeah. And then in the beginning of RoboCop uh, 2, they're still not working. And they show him trying to climb out of like a a, a, pl- a pothole in the road and it can't do it. And they're like, we're rolling them out anyway. It's like they, they didn't think through the like BB-8, like R2-D2 thing where he needs to, you know, they need like the move jet a little pack. bit more dexterously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, on, on okay, the so he, of, becomes, yeah. he becomes RoboCop and they... they kind of put his uh put him back together and i really like that scene where we're seeing it from his view and what yeah. their time lapse they're kind of booting him up that is so brilliant filmmaking yeah i was watching that today and i was like oh my goodness you know that is so but to now they would show everything but like that like, to keep the point of view it's also kind of like they're trying to figure out what death what the brink of death would be like yeah you know, to keep the point of view of him right after he gets shot and they're making him one, it's a good way to, you know, not show all that crap, you know, budget-wise. And two, your imagination fills the rest. But three, it's just like, it's so clever. It's so good. Good filmmaking. You do so much with so little. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. The exposition is really good here. Was this the one where they did... Are you re- are you still referencing the very... Are you referencing the whole movie, Ben, or just this kind of No, this that sequence... They do it pretty consistently through the movie, but this sequence in particular. Yeah, right before he becomes RoboCop, when they're making him RoboCop. I I like that they don't show it. One of the best things And also, also, man, I like how the subtlety when they show him, when he's walking in in the the monitor, you mean? Mm -hmm. Like, practical filmmaking. So it's Mm -hmm. clever. Yeah. It's still still cool, you know? Um, I I thought this... I agree with you guys. I actually feel like this scene, this sequence was one of the maybe not the most memorable, but one of the the most integral parts that they needed to get because they started it with, so he's recovering, right? You feel like, oh, may, they're just going to put him back together. And they kind of did this with the 2014 one um, where it's just, he has all of his memories for the most part. He, yeah. he wakes up and he's the same person, just a, he and he, he has to confront right away that he's a, a cyborg. And that, that's a different angle because it's about the you know it's putting it more personal story this was then they started with a cool shot of that like pullback from the cul-de-sac with his family yeah Mm -hmm. and they it's like him like getting removed from that memory Um, before he dies 
I, yeah. Like, one line he says, like, I can feel them, but mm-hmm. I don't remember them. Like, whoa. Yeah. Like the humanity of the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Him finding humanity yeah. and then he finds it at the end. Yep. You know, it's just, it's, it's, it, there's something beautiful about it, you know? Well, and it, it shows too, like, this scene I feel like really ties together. Um, and it, it starts you thinking through, like, as they keep peppering you with these fun little corporate, you know, references, the, the Duke Nuke or Duke Nukem game, <laughs> the Nukem game. Uh, but they they start you down this path where you're just like you're pulling out for this one individual person that is just strictly being used being used for a certain mission and he's completely devo- like being stripped of that um, even though you set up before like a very real reason why you could use this type of technology right like it they they did a really good job shifting your attention away from. Uh, uh, I guess towards the the like the corporate the the satire angle at this moment in the movie, sure. which I thought was really good. Yeah. Well, what's nice about the satire angle too? Yeah, you mean like the the juggling of it, where yeah, it's, like it's still I, funny, but it's still we still got a little level of seriousness to it. Well, we, I I guess I just mean it's it's kind of like uh they, yes they they're they're very much aware of like superhero robot that fights this very black and white type of sick situation of crime fighting like here's the villain and we need to eradicate it we need to like do something about this like very obviously real problem that we've presented to you but the whole time they're kind of setting the stage that this person's being used like in other ways or is being like controlled to not yeah. like direct the full picture there's a force director that nobody knows about like they yeah. they lay in clues without my spoon feeding to like yeah. mother. Um, <laughs> we're still hurting. We're still hurting about that movie three years later. Also, <laughs> what's nice too is the world building. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Along with the satire, they had the news reports and the satire itself. That which is the satire. They show you what's going on in the world. Real, yeah. you know, like so. There's these. It's not so central on RoboCop, but like the like, but it's also funny too at the same time. Like the laser beam that goes off on accident, you know what I mean? <laughs> Things like that, you know. Normally we would we would crap on movies giving exposition and stuff through newscasts, but it is entirely apt in this situation because yeah, it's showing it that sort of world where everything is that. And he does the same and, thing in Starship Troopers. He does the same like yeah, Starship Troopers. When I watched Starship Troopers when I first fell, I was like, this reminds me of Robocop. <laughs> <laughs> would you like to know more? Just, it's the same guy. <laughs> well, and I think the direct, the prime, I feel like the prime directives are, I Palmer mean, Homer. they're, I'm not looking at it. What did you say, Ben? I said Paul Verhoeven. This oh, is oh, I thought you said Paul. No, no. Um, I think, I mean, the big, the big thing for me was the prime directive stuff because it, I mean, the first three are so like, um, uh, idealistic and respectable, like serve serve the public trust, protect the innocent, uphold the law. Mm-hmm. Like yes, but then there's this mysterious fourth one that that he can't even know. And even the and guy then, who created him didn't know or yeah. funded him. And we yeah. get all of these newscasts of these horrible things happening, and yet this is presented as the solution to the problem. But the the people who like the broad the bigger picture that could be solving the newscasts are focused on this like robot service cop that are are pushing the focus away from them, uh, which I think is, I mean, it, the movie takes a big shift, uh, 
uh, like kind of three quarters of the way in, which I thought was uh, really great, especially when his mask is removed symbolically to kind mm-hmm. of show that he's, you know, kind of seeing uh, more clearly, I guess. So if you break down the story and someone else has broke this down, too, and they're right. And the music kind of backs it up with it, which is the mute. The score is one of the most amazing scores. Best theme. One of the best themes ever written. Um, it's a Western. It's basically a, okay. a redemption. He's a Western. You know what I mean? Mm. And if you listen to the, the, the main theme, it sounds like a Western. You mean with combined with technology. You mean the Little metal crashing sounds, I think I remember. Well, it's anvils. Yeah. And he composed, um, what's his name? Basil. I can't. Basil Polidorus. Hmm. Died in 2006. But he, he did Conan, which was awesome. Oh, remember? Conan. He did the Hunt for Red October. He did a ton of stuff. Yeah, but he's very like very underrated. The, and when you listen to this theme compared to the RoboCop two theme, the RoboCop two theme is so underwhelming compared. To I this. I couldn't even hum it for there's you. There's just well, there's also there's also the the theme is the human, the passion, and also the metal. You mean it all? It's it, it's RoboCop. You mean? So you can feel like the 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 agony in it. Yeah. You mean it's not like a Superman theme where it's dun da da da. Superman da, kind know, of has a couple of it's notes. Like, it's it's the agony of it. You mean it's the agony, you know, the agony of that character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's a great. I I mean I, that's I think the perfect way to frame up the the underlying theme. I and I I hadn't considered it as a western, but. Now that you mention it, I do. I mean, there's a lot of that to this, and I like that it's kind of a futuristic well, take and, on it. But it, there the, is, you yeah. had the showdown, the villains. You mean yeah. the two, two villains? They, they create great villains. They really like do. The sub villain, the, the the and the main villain, mm-hmm. and, the, and, and that's good storytelling because the main villain kind of like, you know, and, the emperor and Darth Vader is <laughs> kind of like, you know, the that seventy show guy. Well, Whereas, and a great another thing about. Uh, I mean, to Star Wars too. And you were even comparing to Star Wars. There's this idea of, uh, uh, I think there's some Western. To me, I was thinking about too. When I think about a Western, there's also the the environment and the setting and the time. Like you're very much aware of those things. Where this that I feel like that played into RoboCop too. Where apparently, kind of accounting for all of that. Apparently, Paul Paul Verhoeven, when he got the script to this, because he's just he's a director. He threw it in the trash. He didn't want to read it. <laughs> Robocop? <laughs> and like, like, what a load. Right. Yeah, this is stupid. You know? <laughs> you know, a robotic cop? This is stupid. Hmm. And his wife read it and said, hey, there's some really great themes in here. And convinced him to do it. And he read it and he saw, like, and there are. There are some good themes. So it's like, it, it's under um, the guise of this. It's and a it stealth worked. good movie. It's a good, it's a well-written movie. Yeah. They created really good setups. They really created good villains. There's not stupid exposition. You know, they took their time with things. Like I was watching it, and I see some flaws because because there's this one be- beautiful shot, and I watch it over and over again. Then, I, but of course, you scrutinize it, you can see some flaws. But the shot in the boardroom when they do the long take with the tracking shot of everybody, and it, and it pans to the Delta City when they talk about Delta City. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you look real closely in the reflection of the TVs in the background, like there's they have the whole rows of TVs, you can see the crew, you know, like in their, <laughs> their in the reflection. You know what I mean? Very, very. But I mean, but like, but I love that. I don't. You're care. just being a nitpicker. 
but but they but the time they took to plan that shot is was beautiful even though like they couldn't get around the reflection now they would just digitally remove it but like i love that setup it was all in one take they entered the boardroom they they set up the whole situation of who to fear you mean the the main bad guy and you know everybody is and just by play like it's just such that's a, like that's kind of an orson wells kind of shot where there's so much blocking and camera blocking um involved that uh informational like that's a film's that's, a, that's a, like a, a film class. Right it there. loads your brain up with everything it needs in that short span. And you need, and you know everything. There's so much thought in that. There's so much thought in these, in these movies. There's so much thought in the 80s and 90s and like early 90s. Because they movies. didn't have a choice. Well, yeah. They thought it out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and, and you could just see it. Now, the reflection. Who you know, cares? That, that kind of sucks. But, there's a little, but who cares? You mean it's so good of a shot, it, it sets it up. I, I would use it too. <laughs> <laughs> then, it, then if in a movie these days we saw reflections on like a TV screen, we'd be like, "This movie sucks." <laughs> I mean, even Better Call Saul, like, there's one shot where it's like he's supposed to be isolated in an office by himself, like an empty office, and you see the crew in there. You mean in the reflection? But I, but I, I forgive it because they they do so much filmmaking in it. Yeah. You know. Oh. I, go ahead, Aaron. Uh, I was just gonna say. My main introduction to RoboCop was on the Nintendo, because there was a god-awful RoboCop game for the Nintendo in 80, 89, I think. And I didn't see the movie until a few years later, and I was like, this movie's way better than this game. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. I, I think I saw the tame version when it was on TV. You mean then the, I saw... the Your Mom version? No, the, the mo- but no, but when it was on like network-type TV. Uh, okay. Because they they had to cut everything out. Like yeah. it's like, how much of the movie was left? Like, 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 a, cut, like a flash of Robocop. That was it. Did Freeze. Crit, <laughs> roll credits. They change all his dialogue. Come along quietly, or there will be cupcakes. And his mouth doesn't match it at all. <laughs> <laughs> No, this movie's pretty solid. I think I think um, it's well written, well directed. You know, it it it's just like so. They they they. I mean, you, someone said that there's some symbolism of like of him in the story arc where he kind of rises again. You know, he falls, he dies. Yeah. You know, he di- and he rises. You know, he rises again. Like Jesus, there's some Jesus symbolism, mm-hmm. and he and, and it shows the part when he's like on the water, like at the end when he's the showdown. He's basically walking on water. So there's, oh there's some, man! That, that, yeah, I mean, but it's but it's clear now that you think about it. That's not a film class shit. Like that's that's a little bit of director doing that. Looks, it's it's, it's a cool element. Yeah, mean? so long and as has, it's not foisted on you, I think it works. No, yeah, it's not Superman Returns and he falls down like Jesus. You know, I think they were a little worse about it in uh, in Man of Steel, where he's in the cathedral with all the iconography behind him. Yeah, come on, geez. <laughs> we we know you're better than this, Snyder. <laughs> Here comes the airplane. Okay. So RoboCop so, Two was more of a popcorn movie, and it's worth watching, yes. but it doesn't have any of the the heart and soul. And Irvin Kershner's a great director. He's probably he's the best director of sequels. He's probably the mo- who who kept the movie on its feet. It uh, is, yeah. Uh, it, but I think that the remake is the only other one that's really 
worth giving some some thought to, and it's it was the worth re- watching. Remake wasn't bad. It's different. Yeah. It's different, it, but it, it was, kept the yeah. core of the the ideas. It's not bad. It's just not great. There's yeah. parts of I mean, it that are great. They, they shifted the focus to like be way more of uh, kind of maybe not a Black Mirror angle, but it's kind of like oh well, what's the 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 terror of you know this guy realizing he's a cyborg and then completely losing control over. They himself, wanted to blah, blah, give blah. it a more Blade Runner angle. Yeah, and I did like. Uh, I really liked. I texted you guys. It's like Samuel Jackson said this. Yeah, he's uh, in it for a whole I, two seconds. They they kind of like uh, compressed like all of the like peppered in newscasts that they did in the original into these big like Sam Jackson top talk shows where he's like he has a very slanted opinion, um, and he and he brought. I mean, he kind of it, it was a much more uh, focused like here is the theme of the movie. But I, I kind of liked how they r- compared it to drones and the morality of stuff like that. And they presented yeah. it with via this RoboCop story, and then they tied it together at the very end. I thought that was interesting and a good way to go about it. It, it doesn't hit as hard as the original. I though, would say that the, the remake has a couple of faults, a couple of critical missteps that, if rectified, it'd be a pretty decent movie. Uh, one, the main guy they picked to play RoboCop is... He is a plank. He, I, he's pretty boring. He's pretty boring, and I, I don't see. He's gotten see a any, lot of work, though. <laughs> I don't see any conviction in his eyes. Yeah, he's he's too robotic, if you'll excuse the the terminology. Mm. Uh, and what was the other one? Uh, gosh, I I almost had it. Somebody fill in for me while I recalibrate my robo brain. It's because they killed him in a really dumb way. The, the bomb planted in his car. Like it, it lacks all of the 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 shock of the of the other death. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But would it have been good to just completely do it again? I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One thing we haven't talked about. So we we talked a little bit about some of the specific, some of the plot moments, I guess. But I we've kind of not mentioned some of the like big wow scenes. Uh, the one that I want to talk about was the. Um, or the one that came to mind for me was kind of the big showdown at the end, which we were just of the original of, RoboCop. Original, yes. yes. Um, and I, I just had in my note a lot of bodies here at the end, um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and the toxic waste one was like uh, was pretty I think metal. A perfect. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a perfect like moment in like you know this this criminal, you know is is abused and used in this very particular way by this this bigger entity uh, that, you know, in their, they're scrambling to figure things out. And the RoboCop has come back from, you know, his, we killed you his wilderness. And he goes, he gets mutated and toxic waste and they get to run over by his own boss and just like explodes. Serves <laughs> you right for having such yeah. a stupid haircut creep. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Th- that was the big one for, that was the big, like, that was one of the big wow scenes for me. Oh, Too many trans fats. <laughs> <laughs> Have you tried They're Atkins? <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a carnivore diet. <laughs> Try the new Robo Paste diet, approved by all Robos nationwide. That like, play- that, like poop Play-Doh. It was like baby food. To- sure. Yeah. That's what they said. It tasted like anyway. Hmm. 
Yeah, the other big wow scene is in the remake where they do the pull away where they show Robo's just head and 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 spinal yeah. column and lungs and hand. They kept the hand in that one. That was a neat little nod. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say one of the and I I totally agree. I thought that was a pretty cool pretty cool sequence. It I doesn't think the have the biggest thing... sort of wow factor, but it's definitely worth a watch. I mean, I to me, I got just as much out of seeing Peter Weller RoboCop with his his helmet off. Right. Uh, I got just as much just in probably that way more. To see. Yeah. yeah. The, the the prosthetics on Peter Weller are still out of this world amazing good. i yeah it took me forever to, to figure out the logistics of that well and i also think there's an underrated quality to how not just when he had his helmet off because especially so he, yeah. he the way he portrayed just this blank kind of ex- expression but just all the way through i think it's underrated how good of a job he did to just even in his movements to reinforce yeah just not just that he's a robot, but that he's a person in there that has been completely stripped of. I think Weller's uh, underrated as a whole. Hmm. Everything I've, I've seen him do, it, it comes across as genuine. He feels like a real person on screen. Hmm. I don't have to think like it's. It's kind of like when you're watching Tom Cruise. Yeah, he's a great actor, but it's clear he's he's portraying because that's it's he's playing it up for the movie. You know, that's what we're conditioned to hmm. want. When we, you should want the realness of a Weller performance. The realness of a Weller. The realness. Um, we we were joking beforehand, but there is a scene where, like, almost they they give us a couple sequ- action sequences where we they show us how cool the his skills are, his RoboCop skills, mm-hmm. uh, and he he sees somebody. Um, what is she? She's it's a woman about to get raped, right? Right. On the top right. of a. And he, uh, and he, <laughs> he motion tracks the guy's crotch through her dress and shoots him. <laughs> and then, and then I told you that there was a, a a video out there on the internet. Some fans made a video where it's an extended cut where thirty guys get shot in the crotch, and it's mm-hmm. it's graphic, but it is hilarious. <laughs> Go find it. <laughs> um, I. Go ahead. Just the logistics of it. Now, uh, we would be completely out of line if we did not mention the visual effects in uh, RoboCop. Because not only was the, the movie making all, as a whole amazing, but the visual effects were amazing too. Mm-hmm. It's one of the last movies to use uh, Phil Tippett's go motion technique. It's stop action with motion blur. It's amazing. Man, mm-hmm. I assume you 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 know the inner workings of Go Motion. Like, did, like shake? Did he, did he shake the camera? Did, did he shake it or? Did, like, As I understand it, from from forget the technique. Well, the technique is still stop action, but as I understand it, the the models are on uh, little motorized rigs where you you can have the have the object move while the camera's exposing, so you can get your motion blur. So it moves a little bit. Okay. Yeah. And it, and the the result is very good. Jurassic Park almost used the same technique. I would, but there's some, there's part of me who just wants to see what Jurassic Park would have looked like. I mean, you, you've watched the making of Jurassic Park, right? Mm-hmm. They show a few like, snippets of it. It's not bad. It's still stop motion. Yeah, it's it's not bad. It's it's amazing. 
but the computer stuff they were doing in Jurassic Park was pretty superior, I would say. Yes, mm-hmm. it, it is. The, the stuff in Jurassic Park has all the heart and soul of the go motion, but on the computer, so... I, you know why? Because his animators, they rigged the animators to do it. Yeah. The, they had the people who understood They had the, 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 the stop-motion animators with little rigs to talk to the computer with little stop-motion sort of tools, and uh, yeah. by God, it worked. Somebody get Marvel he, to get he, those he animators a, in. He's a genius. <laughs> yeah. He's an interesting guy. He's kind of he's a little loopy. Yeah. Sometimes you need a loopy guy to get the job done. Yeah. I mean, who do you think mm-hmm. is your producer? Or at least was before the COVID days. <laughs> <laughs> Not I, said the pig. <laughs> so uh, any anything else we've kind of uh, not hit at yet before we, I guess, just, whether we want to rate the movie or not, we I'm open to whatever you guys want to do in terms of discussing all of them. But anything before we kind of wrap up, any like specific scenes or you know, sequences we haven't talked about yet. I really like, I like the, the pl- guy who plays. Go ahead, Aaron. Ah, oh, the joys of telecommunication. I like the guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's my turn. I have the conch. I like the scene in the remake where they're testing out Robo in the the tactical situation, and uh, Jackie Earl Haley. I forget his character's name. They he has them play. If I only had a heart. That was yeah. That's that was, good. That was cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you know? Did you know that uh, the original version of that, uh, who's going to play the Tin Man in the Wizard of Oz, was Buddy Epson. Yep. And it, when a man's an empty kettle, he could be sentimental. Da 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 da. Yeah. He did not come on back now. You, you know, <laughs> I'd be thinking another Lincoln if I only had a heart. Yeah, I kind of like anyway. the guy they ended up with. I did too. Yeah. Also, there was a good exposition in that sequence where he was explaining how he doesn't have any choice, why he's doing it. Like that, there was realistic of like how, like when um, Commissioner Gordon was, <laughs> yeah. was explaining and that's, why he's so good. But like that's that's the use of good exposition because you would s- explain that to somebody. And to a degree, and he's that, right. That's, like to a degree, that's scientifically accurate to how we operate too. Our our brain will do the action, and it will come up with a rational a rationalization of why afterward. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but the but what's good about it is he's you know. explaining it to the audience in a very good way. Mm-hmm. You I mean, uh, yeah. I like the guy. I like the. I don't know, I, I, but I really felt, even though he's kind of a jerk, the executor that got killed by the the the, the main bad guy. Mm-hmm. I thought he was well casted. In the original mm-hmm. or the remake, his setup, his demise. In the original, ah yes, the more, mean? more the uh, the guy who is responsible for the RoboCop the specifically that kind of swooped yeah. in, yeah, yeah. He's okay. also in the the old um, Disney movie Blank Check. He was the bad guy in Blank. Oh Check. man, I haven't seen Blank Check since I was in like <laughs> middle school, dude. Yeah, it wasn't very good. <laughs> yeah. So, here, so, so the the the, back, the guy who played the the bad guy, the main bad guy, the executive bad guy with the really long arms at the end. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. Motion looked really bad. <laughs> right there, uh, it was like a Tim Burton movie. Um, <laughs> he he also played in an episode of Star Trek as the main captain that took over um, Picard. So both the the bad guys are in Star Trek uh, mm. lore. By <clears> God, <throat> what does this mean? <laughs> it means there's not a lot of actors out there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh I, man, he's good. He was good. He was yeah. a good villain. 
very good. I point. thought, yeah, I that's uh, that was kind of going to be my last thing was um, the the so director four, which if you haven't seen the movie, we haven't explicitly said is that they can't shoot, they can't harm their create any employee their corporate the overlord senior yeah. execs they're like literally unable to do it and what i liked about this movie which the 2014 version just completely it doesn't like, gloss over, over it. It, it 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 does it just very nonchalantly it well it they kind of like oh his his love and memory and all of this overcame his own pro reprogramming and he sh and he yeah it's pretty stupid to shoot them. <laughs> which I, I mean it's a, it's just different i liked in this case that he was so and it reinforced the, the previous whole movie that you just watched that he was kind of this tool in the moment but what ultimately won out was somebody else realizing oh we fire this guy so he can shoot him Right. Like it, and it, it becomes this and this is what I think is so great about the movie is that the whole time we're basically the whole story is this idea that this this cop who's part of this group that by all accounts, they they're even about trying to go on strike themselves because they feel uh, as a group mistreated within this dystopian world. Yeah, they cut up our um, pay by 40 percent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they had that like yeah, <laughs> that initial scene with the group. Um, but they they you know, were presented with this guy who wants to do he just joined the force as as these are he's following the the absolute code that cops should should and the police are supposed to be following and yeah. then he's just completely from right. then on, just mutilated and repurposed and dehumanized into this thing that is protecting it, entirely the wrong people in a world where there's they even tell us there's poverty and all this stuff and that we keep pumped in with this these cop uh, or these commercials right um to remind us of that fact that the world is screwed up but hey look look over here um what i love so much is that they kind of highlighted the big systemic stuff and then in the yeah end, even basically in the first and in the remake they they cover police corruption too and that's that's pretty good yeah, like they, that needs are, to be touched on. They show the 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 kind of range of like how it gets so complicated and miss it, at the bigger level is like kind of the puppet masters yeah. to an extent in this case. And I liked that they arrived at a scenario where other people realize that too. I kind of liked that that they somebody else is like this guy's fired because he's corrupt and that mm -hmm. that's how the movie ends. Oh man, can we yeah. can we give a special shout out since I have we have gone this far without talking about Michael Keaton as the bad dude in the remake? He's great. Oh yeah, <laughs> Michael Keaton is amazing that. at everything he does. Yeah, he's good. We should review Multiplicity someday. It's a good movie. I've never yeah. seen. I've never seen that. It's worth a watch. It's pretty funny. Yeah. I just had like three, two uh, bullet points from my notes of the 2014 one that said, "Ugh, becomes a video game." <laughs> Ugh, Crow like so many uh, heads-up displays. Uh, <laughs> like the 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 other one is good. I, I I do think it's good. I don't know if I'd go so far as to say a five, but it was actually it was better than I thought. It I'd was give good. it a five. Okay. Yeah. It's close. It's close for me. The new one? It's, it's, yeah, it's entertaining. Yeah, it's, okay. six. it's entertaining. Yeah, it's only brought um, down by its cast, uh, mainly the main guy. Ro RoboCop 3 is the worst one. Oh, God. And 
He gets a jetpack, though. Yeah, he gets a jetpack, but he's MIA for the first 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah, and then um, uh, there's a there's a there's a ninja robot. Yeah, that's 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 the thing that happened. <laughs> and um, Rick, is it Rick Torum? Is that how you say his name? Probably. Rick Torn. Rick Torn. You can dodge a wrench. You can dodge a ball. Yeah. That guy. He plays the uh, the like, OCP is going out, like going down, so they're kind of merging with China, China or Japan company. And um, it's a diff- it's not Peter Weller. Yeah. Someone else. And, um, yeah, it kind of sucks. That was another problem with RoboCop, too. <laughs> there, there, there's, a good, there's a good character named uh, Daggett who plays, he's a British guy, who, who sounds exactly like Claude Rains from, from Invisible Man. <laughs> he's, he's a good villain. He, he, he plays it. That's only... Um, I just realized it, Ben. Uh, RoboCop disappears from RoboCop 2 for like 20 minutes as well, near, in the middle where they're doing the Kane stuff. Cause this is like right after he he like uh, frees himself from his programming, and then they just forget about him for a while, and it annoyed me. But I digress. I digress. So you guys want to rate rate the movie? Yeah, rate let's rate the let's movie. Rate, yeah, if you guys want to say a... something for the other movies, but uh, who wants to go first? I'll go first. RoboCop the first, eight out of ten. Very, very ridiculously solid, almost as if it were made of metal. Uh, Robocop 2, I give a 5. Robocop 3, I give a 2. <laughs> <laughs> and the remake, what'd I also Ro- give a. What'd you get, Robocop? I, I wasn't listening. Robocop 8. <laughs> Robocop 1, 8, 2, 5, re, uh, 3, 2, and then remake 5. All right, I'll give it uh, a nine. Robocop <laughs> one. Yeah. Robocop two. The seven. Yeah. Maybe an eight. Seven, seven, seven. It's good. But they made uh, Robocop more blue than gray. It was a little jarring. Yeah. yeah. It was cool. It, 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 to me, it made him look a little cheap, but it, it, it works. Uh, the stop motion's superior in it with Ooh, Kane, the so bad robot. Uh, Robocop three. To yeah, we agree on that. Robocop the series that we didn't touch upon. Did we really need to? One. <laughs> I don't even remember it. <laughs> you know. Ro- Ro- Robocop, the new one, probably a six. Oh, and Robocop for Nintendo. Four out of ten. <laughs> I'll, th- I'll throw a video game review for this one. <laughs> it's not good. Robocop can't what even was- jump. What was your series rating, Ben? One? One, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I just, I, yeah. That is a thing One. that happened. The, the fact that they made it was great. Yeah, that's amazing. But, uh, <laughs> but, but someone made a good point uh, on a review I watched saying, like, it can only, be, you can only make one movie out of it. Yeah, it's like, kind it's of... Not, it's, not, it's, 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 a, it's a satire in a, in a, like, and also a uh, reflection. It like, doesn't I'm, have you know, the legs for a series. Fight. No. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Beetlejuice, which also has Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I I I I waffled a little between a seven and an eight. I gave RoboCop an eight, the original. Mm-hmm. Um, there we we kind of skipped over. A, there are a couple kind of slower-ish moments that aren't bad. They're not bad, and they don't distract from anything. It, just from a tightness of everything. The, the movie's barely kind of an hour forty-five, isn't it? Yeah, it, it's it. 
it's uh, pretty much forgivable. Yeah. I do think, and some of this is the, I thought the Ed not being able to walk down the stairs. <laughs> was, it's both stupid and I, cool at the same time. <laughs> it was, it was funny without like, it was distractingly funny, but then they get back on track. But yeah. I, I think the best parts of the whole movie, as we've talked about are kind of this, they use the, cons- we haven't really talked about consumerism, but just this idea of the media being this like, opiate of the masses type thing of where you're 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 lulled into in like just watching the thing and there's all these fun little commercials but you're completely ignoring just how corrupt everything else is and then we go to this story that is so uh you know integrated into a very narrow lane of how people are abusing this and and how far off from the truth is it not very i would say yeah i mean it's it's a pretty I mean, it's interesting that we're doing a movie RoboCop during what's happening right now. But I do think just to focus on the movie, though, that it's uh, it's a pretty like clever way to approach this, especially for the time period, which I would say like this 80s boom of these very creative uh, properties to then take this angle with it, uh, I think was such a bold choice to I mean, it's a brilliantly written movie Oh, um, that. Directed to, yeah, to weave to to dare to weave in all of this when it's and and then to see how the property gets used. It's like, oh, it's a video game. Oh, look, it's a McDonald's toy. It's packaged it, slapped it on a plastic lunchbox, and they want to sell it. It predicted itself. Yeah, Yeah. it's kind of crazy. Well, the director was probably giving a good fu (laughs) to probably the. the people producing it. And that's probably why he wasn't hired again. He didn't you do mean, the second one because he didn't like the script. He didn't like the script, yeah. yeah he had a different but, idea. But you can tell it's like tongue-in-cheek. He's like, I know they're going to make toys out of this, but I'm going to make it feel that they can't make toys out of it. I mean, like, it's like... It's like <laughs> I'm going to shoot this guy in the crotch. Say bye-bye to that <laughs> toy deal. Well, it's like rated R. I mean, like, it's like... And that's what the biggest complaint about the new one is, like, people wish it was rated R. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they wish it, it was a little, it's a little bit more sterilized. It's it's it a is. much more sterilized version. Yeah, yeah. you don't necessarily like, let, need all that gore to get the point across, but it would have no, been nice. No, but like for the fandom, like there's a big cult following. Oh, fandom yeah. that love that gore. Well, there's an immediate difference in. I think the easiest kind of distinction for me is okay. Our our first go with RoboCop is is him going out into into the world and just immediately like following a pretty brutal like oh i'm dead scene which you know he's literally blown apart compared to the 2014 where we don't even see him he yeah, just kind of gets evaporated in a explosion cloud we don't yeah. see anything then the to, choice to leave his hand was a stupid choice but go on it was yeah. indirect it, like it was a direct nod to the first movie that's all that original, yeah. yeah to do the opposite yeah but i do think that the worst the worst comparison of the two was that so he goes out into the world and is like fighting bad guys in the new one he's in a simulation to start off and it's like like we don't need like a training mon- like a training montage of his brain like that's not interesting there's no risk there's no well, there's no it, stakes it, in that. Way. It comes, yeah, it comes off of the heels of the Batman. Uh, well, it also begins. comes off the heels of focus sure. group testing, and they would not yeah, put sure. him out there without focus group. Yeah, so that's a good point too. That's well, the whole I'm, reason they made his watch... suit tactical. <laughs> yeah, in the eighties, yeah. in the eighties, there was no standard. Like there was no uh, focus groups the, existed the, then. Yeah, but there, but there was, but like, 
a little more lawless in terms of yeah, the product being on the market. It was the Wild <laughs> West. <laughs> like, you know, like they had a 209, you know. You got that I, right. It'd be funny to the, the, if he could somehow, like, if he ended up tapping into, like, everybody's cell phone signal to sonar in on whomever, it's just complete ripoff. Of we just got to do this damage. once, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kill those people. <laughs> God, the Dark Knight is stupid sometimes. <laughs> well, I after doing Hollow Man and this, I'm 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 totally on board with Starship Troopers next week. So Starship uh, Troopers is a, it's a it's, it's the same. It's, like it's it's, 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 it's hard to tell which is better. Robocop. Probably Robocop, but it's well, still we'll a, a we'll good see. contender. But I tell you what, the this we'll we'll get into it. But the special effects to like they use some models still. Yeah. The special effects are outstanding, and Phil Tippett was involved in that too, like uh, you know, helping to make create the creature design. Yeah, it was animated. for the year it, it was done. It was pretty impressive, and it, some of it still holds up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess, uh, and this, it's on Netflix, right? Star Trip. Uh, Is it? I don't know. I don't know. We'll I find, think out. So. find out. But I wish it was on Tubi. What, yeah, we come on preferred. Tubi. Where's Where's your game at? Tubi. The impossible to be, <laughs> to be the unto be less thing. It's no Netflix or Hulu or Spotify. Hey, can you put like a, a disco ball sort of thing going around Ben when he's doing this? This is my quest <laughs> to watch to be now. Sponsored to by Tubi. Into hell Not really. <laughs> with the heavenly cars. I think we've already cut. <laughs> <laughs>